Hello, friend. This is Taylor with an exciting and important announcement before this episode begins. For the past few years, I've gotten lots of requests from men in my courses for an in-person workshop or retreat. And I'm happy to say that this year it's finally happening in the beautiful mountains just outside of Asheville on July 11th through the 14th. And it includes a nine-week online men's group and training that starts three weeks before the retreat to help us integrate the work we're going to be doing together into our regular everyday lives. The program is called Liberate Your Life Force, and it's for any man who wants to feel truly vital and alive and liberated in his life on a daily basis in things like sex, relationships, in your family, in your business, and with your mission and purpose in life. Yes, (laughs) let's take a breath to that. I am co-facilitating this program with my good friend Thomas Duchin, and we've created this program based on our years of working with hundreds of men and figuring out some of the most effective and powerful ways to help us break through the most common ways men get blocked in life, with things like sexual shame, emotional closure and numbness, being the lone wolf, being the nice guy, difficulty receiving, and so many more ways that we hold ourselves back. The good news is we can actually work through these things and come out way stronger on the other side, especially when supported by a group of men and in-person processes that challenge you to become your best self. If this is something that sounds good to you, you can go to my website and click the retreat menu option to learn more. And know that enrollment is first come, first serve by application only, and it's limited to just 18 men, so we can have a truly powerful and tight-knit group. It's going to be profound, it's going to be fun, it's going to be challenging, and I'm so excited to share it with you and the group of men who have already signed up. So if you're interested, again, check out my website. And with all that being said, let's get into today's episode. Sex transmutation will elevate people to the level of genius. And how does that actually happen? It's through creative, inspirational energy right? Mm -hmm. If you're sexually depleted, you can still do manual labor. You can still, you know, shovel things, bang things with a hammer, but that edge of extra inspiration and stimulation and thought Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. ingenuity and inventiveness, like that's not so much there. Hello friend, and welcome to the Sex Upgraded Podcast, a podcast for men all about sex, where we'll combine real, authentic, and down-to-earth conversations about sex, life, and relationships with some pretty wild personal stories and practical how-to episodes as well with guest experts from around the world to help you have the most amazing sex life you can possibly have. My name is Taylor and I'll be your host on this journey and it's my goal with each episode to give you practical, actionable things you can start doing today to improve your sex life and your entire life because a thriving sex life will help you thrive in all areas of your life. So let's begin today's episode by starting with a deep breath in through the nose into the belly together. Exhaling with an audible sigh. And let's get into today's episode. Sex transmutation. It's kind of like breathing. We all do it, but most of us don't actually do it that well. And we could stand to improve a lot. And if we optimized it, it would improve everything about our entire lives. That's kind of how I like to think about it. Have you ever heard of sex transmutation? I think I've heard of it, but if you asked me to define it, yeah. I wouldn't know how to define it. Yeah. 
There's not actually that many good resources out there on this. So I decided why not make a podcast and a video on YouTube. And if you're listening to this, I would actually recommend watching this one on YouTube because I'm going to demo a couple of things. You could listen until we get to those points and then switch over and, and check out the YouTube video. But I'm going to give you some practical tools in this episode for how to actually transmute your sexual energy. It's a really useful thing. But well, before we get there, I want to introduce, this is my friend, John. John is a We've been friends for a long time. He's in my men's group and he's also a life coach in Asheville. And I love doing these episodes with you because you ask great questions and it's fun to have a conversation with somebody in real time. Well, I really love uh, being asked to do them too because I always learn something that I had never thought about and always walk away with some insight on sex. So I appreciate uh, the work you do and the conversations we get to have. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Sex transmutation. Yeah. I didn't even know we were going to talk about this until we're right here right now. So that's, you take what this desire for sex and turn it into something you want. Uh, Close. I thought you said you didn't know. Well, I was thinking about it as we were talking and then I was like, oh, maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah. There's a book behind you on the shelf. We don't need to get it out right now, but Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich, he devoted an entire chapter to sex transmutation. He says all the most successful men of time have figured out how to do this. And it's a really good idea and you should do it too. But he doesn't actually say how to do it. So Mm -hmm. let's start with the basic definition of sexual transmutation. It's turning your sexual desire into fuel that you can use for anything else that you want to in life. That might sound a little obscure. So let's make a practical example because I'm sure you've done this plenty of times. If you're watching this or listening to this, like you've also done this plenty of times in your life. Basic example, have you ever seen somebody who you felt attracted to and you thought, wow, they're so like, ooh, I want them. And then because of that, you changed something about yourself or you improved your life or you dressed better or you worked out more or you did something to appear or up-level your worth or value in some way so you could appear more attractive to this person? Man, you're reminding me of every day in my 20s. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, many times, many times, from appearance to words to doing something in front of them so they'd notice me or something like this. Totally. So Mm -hmm. that is a basic form of sex transmutation. You're noticing when you see this person, there's an inspiration, right? There's some sort of physiological process that happens in the body. It always starts as a sensation. And if you really tune in, you can pay attention to it and feel it. And it's really interesting to do that. But when that happens, there's an inspiration there. There's, an, there's an, uh, a motivation towards action, right? I would guess that the first initial motivation for most people, myself included, is to go up to the person or like there's a desire for connection, like, ooh, I want them. And following that impulse doesn't, isn't always the best choice in that moment, right? It's also like scary. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not actually the best option. Sometimes it is the best option and and we do that and talk to them and it works out great, but that's not sex transmutation. So sex transmutation is there is this desire, this attraction that happens. And then, ooh, you know what? Instead of just like going home and whacking off to porn, I'm going to go work out. So next time I see them, I feel better. You know, basic basic level form. Okay. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a couple other practical examples. Cause I think it's, it's really useful. Let's take sex. For example, say you're having sex with somebody and you get the urge to ejaculate and that urge happens pretty early on. And you think like, mm, uh, not quite ready for that yet. Like I want to keep having sex with this person for a while longer. So you pause or you do whatever you need to, to prolong the sexual experience. That could be a form of sexual energy transmutation. 
the flip side or the thing to be aware of here in the definition is that it's not suppression, right? So there's a difference. So I'm not pushing down sexual urges. I'm not pushing down desire. I'm not shoving it under the rug. I'm not pretending it doesn't exist. I'm noticing it, bringing mindfulness there, becoming aware of it, and then doing something productive and creative with it. So for example, in the sex thing, to make that make a little bit more sense, if I'm having sex with somebody and it's two minutes in and I feel the desire to ejaculate, I'm not going to think about like baseball and, and, and spoiled food or whatever the fuck to distract myself. And I'm not going to like, like tense up and like push it down. I'm going to breathe with that. And I'm going to let that inspiration fuel me and move it throughout my whole body circulating the sexual energy. There's okay. all kinds of techniques to do that. And we'll get into some of that in this episode, but it's very different from just like <laughs> holding it back, holding it back, holding it back, which ultimately will lead to ejaculation for most guys anyway. Okay. Right? So you're not denying it. You're, you're acknowledging it and then uh, working with it. Is that right? Totally. Okay. Yeah. So this practical episode. <laughs> here's what's, here's Take what, notes. Yeah. Take notes, everyone. Here's what this thing is. Here's kind of how it works. How Here's how you can do it in real time. A couple more practical examples. One of them is the desire to watch porn, right? Something most guys can relate to. A lot of guys have realized that watching porn and masturbating to it regularly isn't actually that great for their life, but the desire still happens. And myself included just actually earlier today, out of nowhere, I was here by myself. I had just finished eating some lunch and I had the desire to watch porn. I was like, oh, I could just go masturbate and whack off. And, and how great would that be? You know, mm-hmm. it's like this drug response. And even though like I've done so much work for my porn addiction in the past, like every once in a while that still comes into and I can feel it trying to hook me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. And so I paid attention and I noticed there were sensations around my throat and around my chest and a little bit of heightened uh, somatic activation. And when I say somatic, I basically just mean sensations in the body, right? But I felt that and I sat with it and I just paid attention to it. And it's not, that's not what I would recommend most people do at first. That's more like an advanced thing to do because usually it's helpful to actually do something with that. So what I ended up doing was spending a couple moments just being aware of it. And then I did a bunch of push ups, and then jumping jacks. And I was like, cool, on to the next thing. So for me in that moment, instead of pursuing the desire to masturbate and watch porn, I harnessed that, sat with it, brought mindfulness into my life, which I believe anytime you do something mindful, it's an overall net positive in your life. And then I did some physical exercise, which is also a net positive. And then I felt better, right? So it's using the energetic, emotional, physical stimulus, transmuting that into something else. Right. So you felt this urge happen in your body and you're like, if I go with a logical extension of this ur- urge, I'm going to deplete myself. Totally. And instead I'll go with mindfulness and then I'll go with action. And both these things are going to build me. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. It's, mm-hmm. it's choosing being intentional to build something with. A couple more just quick examples. Say you're really attracted to somebody at work. It's not the context to pursue sexual attraction. You know, Say you're really attracted to your friend's partner. Cool. They're together. Right. You know, you, you, you're not going to pursue that, you know? So there can be, you have the option to go one of two directions. You can suppress that, which I believe ultimately leads to dis-ease and, and lack of harmonious interactions with other people. Or you can acknowledge it and be real and be like, okay, yeah, I'm attracted to this person. Hmm, let me feel that. Hmm. 
all right, that is actually my own aliveness feeling attracted to them. Actually, I can do something else with it. It's a more intentional and skillful way hmm. to interact with that and transmute that stimulus and use it for good. Yeah. I'm, I'm noticing that it's a hard thing for me to ever acknowledge to myself, much less anyone else, that I would have attraction to a friend's partner. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm curious any steps it would take also to just acknowledge these urges that I guess society has taught us that are shameful or no good or bad or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, Mm -hmm. number one, I'm not saying necessarily it's a good idea to tell your friend's partner that you're attracted to them Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. or to tell your friend. Um, Sometimes actually, it's a really nuanced thing. Sometimes talking about it can actually be a shadow way of adding fuel to the fire of attraction. Right. Right. Yeah. Like we can make it come true. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And it can Mm -hmm. make things awkward when in fact, the more skillful thing to do would be to just notice it, breathe with it and be honest with yourself, Mm -hmm. but then choose intentional action and use that stimulus to make your life better. And Mm. what is the ultimate desire there? Oh, I want a sexy partner. Cool. How do I become somebody who can get a sexy partner? Oh, Mm. these are the things I need to do until I feel like I'm solid in myself. You know, mm. I'm going to do those things now because this, I see this is what I want. It's the fuel to the action transmutation. Mm. Okay. There's what I'm, what I'm noticing is cur- curious for me is this idea of being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious in your own experience, anything to say about the process of learning to be honest with your own desires and your own self yeah. before you can, cause I'm in this process, you got to be honest with yourself first. Mm-hmm. Right. And go like, I actually do want these things. Mm-hmm. Any, any tips for anyone listening on how to be honest with yourself? Totally. And I also want to just side note, asterisk, we're going to come back around to it. There are actual more like specific sexual techniques to do, to delay ejaculation, to do all that sort of stuff that we're going to get into in a little bit. So we're talking about kind of the interpersonal sexual energy stuff now, and we're going to get into the like legit sex stuff too. Mm -hmm. But what you're talking about is, is super, super important. And it's, it's it's interesting. When you look out on the internet and read different books and things, you'll see that when a lot of people are talking about sex transmutation, sexual energy transmutation, there's this flavor of, of, of shamefulness with desire that's really interesting. I think it comes from puritanical culture. Uh, it comes from like, whatever it comes from, it is what it is. Like switching that up, I don't think desire is bad. I think desire is healthy. And so what I would say is that desire is something that should be celebrated. Desire isn't necessarily something we should follow and make happen, but that desire is life force moving within us. You know, if you experience desire, like think of something you desire right now mm-hmm. and you listening okay. to, you okay. know, mm-hmm. when you really like, it has to be something you really desire. You know, when you think about this, like what happens for you? Does anything happen for you in your body? Yeah, my whole body kind of feels alive. And uh, yeah, there's energy, particularly in my heart mm. and a little bit in my cock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like? Wow, I, mean, I never thought of such a thing. Hold on. Or like a, <laughs> to describe it in more intense ways. Um, yeah. A flood of energy there, mm-hmm. some heat, a tickle mm-hmm. of some type. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, colors. That's what I got for now. Yeah. yeah. And without sharing what I'm it blushing, is. I think a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Without sharing what it is here, um, is there also, like, can you see in your life, is there like a pathway forward that you see that's clear for going towards this thing? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you're on that path? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Is there also yeah. fear associated with it? Anywhere? Yeah. 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 Fear won't happen. Fear it won't happen. Yeah. And that's in my stomach. Mm-hmm. I'd say. And is there any way that you might, we'll just use the basic words like self-sabotage. Like, is there any way that you might choose some sort of instant gratification in your life somehow in any way that might prevent this thing from happening, like short-term pleasure rewards? Yeah, I think there's a, a pro, uh, there's a thought in my head that's like, nah, it's probably not going to happen. So just don't go for it. Mm. And just it, 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 it's demotivating yeah. to go for this thing that I'm wanting. And it didn't, you know, it didn't occur to me until you said it to say like, Hey, every time you have desire, I, I, maybe I'm rephrasing every time you have desire, celebrate it. It's desire. It's life force. Yeah. Like first thing to do is acknowledge it, accept it and reframe it as a beautiful thing that's happening. And I was like, Oh, cool. Because there's part of this desire I'm having that's I'm not framing it that way. Mm. Framing it as a bad thing. And that's something I should get rid of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's, Really nuanced and awesome. Thanks mm. for bringing that up. Mm. Yeah. Also to touch on one other point, um, you said there's this part of you that thinks like, oh, it's not going to happen. No, 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 no. I like push it away, that sort of thing. Yeah. If you were to push it away one day, even just temporarily, sounds like if I'm hearing you correctly, mm. like there would be some sort of relaxation that would happen with that, right? An ease maybe, a letting go. Like I'm getting a visual of you just like <sighs> yeah, laying back on a couch. Right. This right? is like kind of defeated. Totally. Which meets certain needs, right? Right. Meets needs, I guess, for ease and takes like the pressure off. Right. Yeah. But it's not motivating. Right. Right. It's, uh, I feel like, uh, I I didn't notice there's judgments coming in and I'm like, oh, you're just not going for what you want. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But I think it's, it's, it's interesting. Well, it's useful to acknowledge like, what are the things that you would get by choosing the path that would lead to the instant gratification versus the transmuting of that towards going mm. after what you want, you know, right. and being honest with yourself about that too. Yeah. I think it's, it's like ease and I don't have to acknowledge like a failure. Mm. You know, I don't, I can say like, Oh, I didn't go for it, but like I didn't go for it. So I can't not get it really. Totally. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. For sure. Mm. Makes sense. I think the, before we move on, just to recap and say, it's useful to just bring awareness to all this stuff. And also desire is not bad. Sexual desire is not bad. Sexual desire for somebody who you're not able to or allowed to have sex with because of whatever societal situations, it's not bad. Just acknowledge it, celebrate it as life force moving through, do something else intentional with it. Desire to look at porn isn't bad. It's life force. Do something else with it. You know, one other really interesting example that's also a form of sexual energy transmutation is if somebody, say for example, there's somebody who I find really attractive, they are available and I'm pursuing them regularly, but they're not reciprocating that interest. This can be a huge energy suck for a lot of people. And they think, oh, maybe if I make my life better, or maybe if I work out in this way, or maybe if I show them that I can do this thing or whatever, like they'll finally like me. And it just sucks energy and sucks energy and it sucks sexual energy away from people. So actually knowing when to say no to somebody who's not reciprocating interest and switching tactics or going to somebody else, like that's also a form of this sex transmutation. Mm, that makes sense. I can imagine, or I, I can remember many times of spending a lot of energy towards someone who just wasn't interested. Yeah. And going like, oh, what am I doing with this energy actually? Totally. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So I have actually a model that I've worked out to get really practical with it. And then right. we'll get into the sex stuff in this. I'm going to put my laptop on my lap here so I have it all in front of me. Pause me at any point if something doesn't make sense. Okay. Okay. So there's two different models that I came up with. And I think one day I'll, I might um, put these into some sort of visual thing. But for now, the first one is the reactive model because the first one is basically like as you're going around in your life, you will encounter people or certain things that that you feel aroused by or that give you a sexual stimulus. Like say you're at the grocery store, you see somebody that's really attractive. Like, whoa, immediately again, there is some sort of stimulation internally. How do you react to that? Do you suppress it or do you integrate it, transmute it? That sort of thing. The second one is the proactive model. And this is for somebody who's wanting to actually just build up and generate their sexual energy and then use that for whatever they want, creative projects, business, entrepreneurship, et cetera, right? So two kind of different pathways that end at a similar result. The first one, the reactive model. Number one is the stimulus, the desire happens. So we'll use the grocery store example, right? For me, this is semi-common <laughs> in Asheville. Mm -hmm. A lot of beautiful women here. A lot of beautiful women here. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna have sex with them, you know? That's it's the way just, it is. That's the way it is. Yeah. It's great. I don't want to. Well, part of me, I'll acknowledge part of me wants to, mm -hmm. but another part of me knows and that that's a horrible idea. And I don't actually want to do that, but mm -hmm. I acknowledge the part of me that wants to have sex with beautiful people. Mm -hmm. Like, and I celebrate that and that's life. And that feels fun. So I see this person, right? And instead of getting hooked by that, which happens to some guys, and they think like, ooh, I'm going to fantasize about fucking her. I'm going to like go masturbate. I'm going to see if I can go to the bathroom and rub one out real quick. You know, like mm -hmm. All this kind of stuff like happens to guys and it hooks them. Instead of that, I'm going to immediately, once I see this person and notice a reaction in my body, I'm going to bring awareness to my body, kind of like we just did, because there is always some sort of physiological sensation-oriented thing that happens when the sexual desire comes up. Hmm. Learning to pay attention to that is super empowering and can help switch things up. Like, you know, they say freedom is, it comes in the moment between stimulus and response, right? Okay. So, freedom comes in the moment between stimulus and response. Yeah. I didn't come up with that saying, you know, nice. we've all heard it, but it's a great one, right? Yeah. So how does that moment get expanded? Mm, okay. Awareness. Right. Okay. So mindfulness, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm aware of this. And usually there's, if in this grocery store example, there's a, there's a sensation in my heart and my belly, usually my genitals as well. Usually my mind becomes active too. It's oftentimes a full body sort of thing. And then there's a decision point too. The decision point is like, am I going to follow this into the like fantasy realm or am I going to just notice this woman and breathe with it? And so in this example, to transmute it, I'll just take a breath. Hmm. And keep moving. Like I don't have to close my eyes or do that. I can do that while I'm walking. I take a breath. A couple of other things I do. I squeeze my pelvic floor uh, because the pelvic floor, longer story, but I basically do a Kegel because a lot of traditions see that as a pump and it's sexual energy pump where you can use it to pump arousal or energy up throughout your entire body, either up through your, we'll get some, use some esoteric terms, either through your chakras or through your microcosmic orbit. Mm -hmm. Or even if you don't want to use any of those terms, you can just imagine that it's a pump moving your sexual energy up into the rest of your body, okay. into your heart and mm -hmm. your head, right? So I squeeze my pelvic floor. And I've also done a lot of work with this thing called the microcosmic orbit. I'll put a graphic on screen just so you can kind of see it. 
it comes from the Taoist um, lineage, and it's basically it's just an orbit that goes around your body that you can move sexual energy through. Mm-hmm. So I do that. I take a breath in, I do an orbit, and then I'm good. I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. It's a not a very strong stimulus, so it doesn't take me very long to work with it. But I do, and I harness that, and then I smile, go around my day, and like after that moment, I just feel better. Because I'm, I'm like, mm. I'm receiving stimulation from the experience, right? And I'm mm. turning it into useful life stimulation internally that I don't necessarily even have to do anything with. I can just enjoy that too. Mm. It's like a sizzle, you know, or teeming with energy or that sort of thing. And then whatever I go into next will be infused with and fueled by that energy that's in my system, mm. right? So maybe I run into somebody else in the grocery store that I know or don't know so well but then I have a conversation with them and I feel a little bit extra zestful because I took that moment to integrate that sexual arousal, that sexual response. And then I have a better conversation with them that leads to some door opening I never could have imagined. And then something else happens. And then all of a sudden that pinpoint moment that when I made a choice to transmute that energy opens up so many doors into the future that I never could have imagined. Mm, so you're using it to give yourself a boost. Totally. And what you're saying is, hey, I noticed that boost after that moment. Yeah. I use it, I take that energy, I pump myself up. And then when I'm talking to other people, I notice it's there. There's a type of life that I'm bringing to that conversation that's led to other opportunities. Is that what you're saying? Totally. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So number one is the stimulus. Mm-hmm. Number two is the awareness of the stimulus. Number three is the decision point. And number four is the integration. And so my integration okay. is the breath, the Kegel, and the microcosmic orbit mm-hmm. in this particular scenario. And then number five is positive discharge or positive creation, right? And so for me, the positive creation would be walking around in the store feeling great and or having a conversation from that point. Mm. Or maybe another thing that I like to do is just have my phone notes app open sometimes and I'll just have moments of inspiration that hit me out of the blue and I'll take a little note like, ooh, Mm. make a video about this, make a podcast about this. And I notice when I'm interacting with my sexual energy in an intentional way and building it in these scenarios, inspiration comes so much more Mm. easily. That's a huge thing. That's a huge reason a lot of guys practice semen retention, which we'll talk about. A a lot of guys do the NoFap thing. Whenever anybody says semen retention or NoFap, they're really talking about sexual energy transmutation, Mm. right? And back from the book with Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich, his whole chapter, he says sex transmutation will elevate people to the level of genius. And how does that actually happen? It's through creative inspirational energy right? Mm. If you're sexually depleted, you can still do manual labor. You can still, you know, shovel things, bang things with a hammer, but that edge of extra inspiration and stimulation and thought Mm. and Mm. ingenuity and inventiveness, like that's not so much there. Mm. That comes through sexual integration, sexual transmutation. Okay, cool. It's that extra, it's, it just levels you up a little bit. Totally. And if you do it intentionally, you're saying, Hey, the, the ideas that you're going to have, are going to have a clear channel to come through. Absolutely. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's super interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More clear. Mm-hmm. More clear. So, and then when I say positive discharge there, that'll make sense with a different example. But say, for example, the stimulation was so intense that even when I'm practicing transmutation, I can't quite do it all. Right. You're still, you're still there. Yeah. So right. that's when things like jumping jacks come in or pushups or doing something in the body to right. release the extra charge. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to do that just by sitting still. You can do it over time, but it's much easier just to do something in your body. Mm-hmm. And you're saying that 
uh, as opposed to like rubbing one out, which would deplete your energy. You're saying, hey, push-ups will fuel that inspiration. It won't deplete you. Yeah. 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 Okay. In How come? Way. It's a good question. Yeah. So using the term depleting of energy can be tricky for a lot of people. Okay. So I'll just say in this particular context, instead of rubbing one out, well, let's talk about what that means. You rub one out. <laughs> sure. You masturbate, you have an ejaculation. Mm-hmm. Usually it's within a couple minutes if you're rubbing one out. You're not getting into the experience of pleasure. You're not really allowing that to take over your nervous system and mm-hmm. and shift your brain and cognition and physiology into this other state. You just do, 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 do relief, right, right, right? Right. using it as a drug. Mm-hmm. When you do that, you're telling your nervous system, your physiology, your body, and your brain, oh, I have just achieved my peak goal as a human, as a creature, as a being right. to procreate. Now uh-huh. you can chill the fuck out and take a nap. Mm. You know, Now you don't have to accomplish anything. You just won. You just perpetuated the species. Like You don't need to go out and be motivated. You don't need to be creative. Eat some food. Take a rest. Chill out. Right. You know, right, This right, right. is the refractory period. And it usually, for guys, lasts much longer than the five to 20 minutes that we normally think of. Like Mm. there are subtle layers of that that last for days for most guys, Mm -hmm. for most guys. Mm -hmm. So when we, instead of winning, choosing the easy reward of ejaculation, we delay that gratification and harness that stimulation to do something else intentional. That's life-giving. Okay, cool. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I'll outline these in the show notes as well. Uh, and number six, after the positive discharge or positive creative action is just bow to yourself, thank yourself mm. for doing that, and then go about your life. Mm. <clears throat> right, which is something you probably don't do after you ejaculate. Right? You're <laughs> Most just too people. depleted and everyone just conks out. But in this yeah. way, you can kind of acknowledge the efforts you're taking. That's probably going to give you some type of fuel. Yeah. No, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm. totally. This podcast is brought to you by all the men who've gone through my trainings over the years. Thank you. You are the sponsors of this show. It could not happen without you. Two things I want to share with you real quick. Number one is my orgasmic mastery course. It's a 10 week journey for men to become the best lovers they can possibly be to master their sexual energy in the bedroom, to overcome premature ejaculation, overcome erectile dysfunction, experience full body orgasms, full body non-ejaculatory orgasms, and to be the man who blows his lover's minds. The second course is semen retention mastery. This is an intelligent lifestyle design course where you get to master the art of sexual energy transmutation and really build up your life force and direct it into your business, your creative projects, your mission, whatever it is that you want to really excel at and thrive in in your life so you can live the life you truly want. So if you want to check those out, there are links in the episode description. And with all that being said, thank you again. Let's get back to today's episode. So let's do an example around sex. Sure. Yeah. And then after that, we'll go into the proactive Milo. Okay. So I was sexual with my partner a few days ago in this very room, actually. Congrats. Right over there. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) This is a hybrid bedroom and studio. Mm -hmm. And I did not ejaculate for the first, I'd say, hour and a half hour and 45 minutes, something like that. We had an extended sexual session. It's okay. really beautiful. We prioritized exploration. We prioritized taking our time and just being really in the experience. Hmm. Interestingly, right around the 30 minute mark, I was super aroused and we were in this really sexy position. And she asked me like, do you want to come? 
do you want to ejaculate? Mm. And I could tell like, there's this animalistic part of me that was like, fuck yeah, I do mm. like mm-hmm. right here, like right now, like that would be so good, you know? Mm. And I considered it. And in my previous days, even just her asking me if I wanted to come would push me over the edge because it would be so sexy. Right. Mm-hmm. But now I have that awareness. It's the freedom in between stimulus and response. So I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. You just aroused me a lot more <laughs> or I feel a lot more aroused by you, but I'm actually going to pause and, and, and feel into this. Okay. That would feel good. I'm aware of how, you know, that would reward me. Right. But I'm also paying attention to what are my deeper desires here? My deeper desires are to have an extended lovemaking experience with my partner where we really get to be in it together for an extended period of time. And I know that if I ejaculate, sure, I can like take a little bit of time and get back into it, but my presence is going to drop. My arousal is going to drop. All this stuff is going to drop and I'm not going to be consistently there for the experience. Hmm. So instead, I chose to transmute that desire. And we switched positions and I did some breathing, squeezed my pelvic floor, did some more of the microcosmic orbit. And we continued kissing and being sexual during this time. Uh, but I needed to take a pause from direct stimulation so I could actually breathe mm. and do this stuff because mm-hmm. it was so intense at that moment. By the way, pausing is fine. Pausing is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did that. And then we continued to be sexual for like another hour plus, you know? Mm. And in that time was the most magical connection. Hmm. It was beautiful. In the hmm. time after I decided not to ejaculate, but instead to transmute that desire to ejaculate into an extended, beautiful, presence-filled sexual experience, like that's when the multiple orgasms happened. That's when this, this amazing, like deep, powerful, profound connection and just like the art of lovemaking. Hmm. The art of lovemaking happened, you know? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, I was in the sort of like, I wouldn't quite say the fucking mindset, but the sort of like ejaculatory focused sex mindset, you know, Mm. which is like somewhat goal oriented, even though I know about that, you know, I still get into that. Right. right, But it took that conscious decision point to integrate that into the rest of my body and Mm. then just let that sizzle and just be with that arousal Mm. after that. And then that was a really beautiful, rewarding experience that brought us much closer together and made our week amazing. Mm. You know, it really seeded, our week with goodness. And I did eventually choose to ejaculate, but at that point it had been so long and I had done so much integration. I didn't feel a big depletion afterwards. And it had been such a long time since my previous ejaculation that it just felt great. Hmm. It sounds like though, uh, a helpful aspect in, in, which is similar to what you're saying before is this intention beforehand to say like, Mm. Hey, when I see this person in the grocery store or when I'm going to make love, I'm not going for the quick fix. Yeah. I'm going for this, this long-term gain. Totally. Right. Cool. Yeah. So part of the model after this section is to go into those sorts of things to kind of prep all this. Mm -hmm. It's kind of useful to think about the model first, I think Mm -hmm. we'll see. This is kind of an experiment talking it out right now, Mm -hmm. but that's a very important part is the why. Mm. And we're going to get into that. So then after sex, after being sexual, we did just sort of lay there and enjoy the sizzling of energy in our systems. Mm. And there was a bowing and there was a thanking. It was really beautiful. Mm. We didn't actually like do this to each other. You know, if you're watching, if you're listening, I bowed and put my hands together and that sort of thing. But we, yeah, we energetically bowed and we said, thank you. And like just sat in that gratitude and it was beautiful. Mm. Then we moved on. Life is good. Right. (laughs) So that is the reactive model. You're reacting to a stimulus. 
whether it's somebody at the grocery store, the desire to watch porn, the desire to ejaculate, whatever it is, like this thing comes in from out of the blue. You deal with it intentionally. You use that as fuel to go about your life, right? The proactive model is to intentionally make a decision to build your sexual arousal for the sake of building your sexual energy and not letting that go through an ejaculatory orgasm, but then harnessing that, Mm. you know? It's saying at the start, I'm going to turn myself on to build energy specifically to make my dreams come true. Yeah. Is that right? Totally. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This kind of like fucks with a lot of people's brains. Mm. It definitely fucked with my younger brain. If somebody said you can have sex and not ejaculate and feel great, I would be like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. No right. way. Right. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then I read all these books on the topic and started to experiment with it. And turns mm-hmm. out it's actually true. Uh, but my younger self, I just want to acknowledge. And if you're listening to this and you feel like that, like I get it, like I was there too, but I will say it's possible to have sexual experiences and not ejaculate and feel amazing. Mm-hmm. So number one is make a decision to build the sexual energy. Number two okay. is to commit to yourself to build it without ejaculatory release. Number three, you can build it with masturbation or sex or fantasy, you know, you could actually intentionally do this just with a fantasy if you wanted to. And this is almost taking it to the realms of meditation, right? Just go into the fantasy and think about something super erotic and you'll notice that the body starts to get impacted. There's some sort of sensation that happens and then you can breathe with that and circulate that and not get caught up and swept up in the fantasy, but work with that and bring it into your body and then go about your day. Net positive gain, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you can masturbate, sex, uh, flirtation even. Flirtation is an interesting one, but it's nuanced, but I figured I would talk about it too. Have you ever had a flirtatious interaction with somebody that felt like you were fueled up from it afterwards? Totally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But there, but you weren't using them for that experience, right? It just kind of happened. Yeah. There's yeah. a dance there. Mm-hmm. It's an, it's like a subconsciously societally agreed upon dance that we're doing of sexual energy right. without being sexual. Right. We don't acknowledge it. Right. right, but it's there. But there's a life force giving thing that can mm-hmm. happen from that too. Mm-hmm. So, say I'm at a party, or say you're at a party, and you're like, you know what? I kind of want to feel a little aroused. Like, I think I'm going to go flirt with some people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's again, it's super fucking nuanced and tricky because here we're talking about playing with sexual energy, mm-hmm. right? And there's a lot of like weird, leaky boundaries that can happen in sort of conscious community places where this could go very wrong you know, Mm. and it could be, it could feel like you're taking from somebody. And that's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying, don't go take from somebody saying, go out. And if there is somebody you feel like flirting with, like, great, go for it. Notice the impact on your body and integrate that without needing anything from them. Mm. Super, be super clear. Like you don't need anything from anybody. You're just in this dance. Mm. And if they don't want to flirt, like go and go somewhere else, you Mm. know, that's great. And then move about your life. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. This is not something I do regularly. I have played with it a couple of times and I just kind of put it in here because it's like the nerdy geek part of me is like, this also technically works. Mm. You know? Mm. <laughs> My main way of doing this is is masturbation without ejaculation. That's right. something I do a lot of. It's a fun idea for me to go up to someone and say, Hey, do you want to build some sexual energy between us and then use it to make our dreams come true? Totally. Yeah. That is totally different though for me from just flirting. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I assume 
you wouldn't just go up to somebody random and be like, Hey, you want to build some sexual energy with me? Not someone random. That's for yeah, sure. You don't, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. In fact, I've never done the former, yeah. which is go up to even like a friend or someone I was attracted to to even mm-hmm. bring up this concept. But as we're talking about it, it's an, it's kind of inspiring to me to go like, Oh, you can build your sexual energy and then aim it towards something. Right. Yeah. But I'm not just to clarify, I'm not saying to aim it at a person. Yeah, right, right, saying, right. Like then, mm-hmm. like then, go about your life and put that into whatever it is that you want to do. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a creative project, or playing music, or dancing, or building your business, whatever that right. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense. Totally cool. Yeah. So in this for this next example, like I masturbate twenty minutes, I don't ejaculate. I do different sorts of exercises to integrate my sexual arousal, so I don't get blue balls because that would be stagnation. That'd be sort of pushing okay. it down, right? right? There'd be some repression. That's there. the other end of the spectrum. Right. So you're acknowledging all these sensations that you just built totally. up. Totally. Rather than say like, okay, I'm just going to pretend they're not there and just go about my day. Yeah. Merging mm-hmm. them through my body, feeling great. And then I go and do whatever it is I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a net positive. If I've done it correctly, mm-hmm. you know, if I get blue balls, that's a very clear sign that I haven't done enough sexual integration. Okay. You know, and now I want to show uh, what I would call the sexual energy integration exercise. Very simple. Okay. Um, I'll put a graphic up on camera. And I'll, I'll just, well, while I stand up, no, I'll put a graphic up on camera and I'll just describe it because I have other videos of me doing this. But whenever I have master, whenever I have masturbate, whenever I have masturbate, <laughs> whenever I masturbate and I don't ejaculate, or sometimes when I have sex and I don't want to ejaculate, and just almost every day anyway, I'll do this. I stand. I take both of my hands. This is the exercise. I place them, cup them around my testicles with a little bit of pressure. I squeeze my pelvic floor and I breathe a deep inhale while drawing my hands up to my chest. And then I'll release my pelvic floor and then release my hands and do a little shake (sighs) like that. And when I'm squeezing my hands and pelvic floor up my body, running them up to my heart and, and, breathing in, I'm also visualizing some sort of energy moving up. Maybe it's an energy ball, maybe it's sexual energy, maybe it's orange, maybe it's red, maybe whatever the color it is. I'm also using the power of visualization to affect sexual energy, right? Mm. So do that 10 times, I guarantee you will feel different. It's amazing Mm. what that can do. Mm. And so the breathing in, (sighs) you're accomplishing two things. Like the shake is the discharge. Mm. And the breathing in is the integration piece that accomplishes both of those. So if you're having sex and you don't want to ejaculate and you're feeling the urge to ejaculate, you can actually say, Hey baby, I want to pause for a moment and do this thing. It might look really weird, but it'll help me keep having sex with you (laughs) for longer. Ultimately it will be more pleasure for both of us. Okay, cool. I've done that with lovers before and Mm. with the right communication up front, they super appreciate it. Mm. Good thing to maybe bring up before you have sex. Totally. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Or you can do it skillfully if you haven't talked about it beforehand. Okay. You just have to like own it, like own that this is what you're doing. This is your desire. Mm-hmm. And ultimately it's because you want to have a deeper, more pleasurable, connected experience with mm-hmm. them and express that with words. So you're saying you consciously masturbate in an attempt to generate sexual energy, to use this inspiration towards your non-sexual dreams. I have done that. Okay. I'm not saying I do that regularly, but mm-hmm. I'm saying it's an avenue of doing it. Mm-hmm. What I do do is masturbate regularly without ejaculating. Mm-hmm. And I harness that energy and integrate it into my body and then do whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't always think about whatever it is that I'm wanting to do. Like okay. A lot of times I do that at the end of the day. 
It's a nice relaxation practice for me. And I'll breathe and I'll go into this sort of meditative space and then just feel that. And then I can relax into it and I feel charged up, but not in a way that prevents me from sleeping. It's this sort of like, it's like drinking a glass of water when you need one and you haven't in a while, hmm. except with some sexual arousal mixed in there. Hmm. That's the best way I can describe it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> not everyone's cup of tea, but for me, it really works. And mm. I feel like I'm pretty stoked about what I've accomplished in life so far. Mm-hmm. You know, I and you're like, hey, part of that is because I'm using this sexual energy in that direction. Oh, 100%. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's a previous podcast you can listen to about how specifically this practice helped me make more money in my previous business before I even started teaching about sex stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, it's very concrete in my experience. Mm-hmm. 100%. So sexual breath work, microcosmic orbit, sexual energy integration exercise, moving your whole body, like all this stuff you can do during sex with another person too, to integrate, to transmute this desire to ejaculate Mm. into embodied aroused energy that you can then use to go about and do whatever you want. Like I remember the first time I did this, like I felt like I got the gold star in Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> it was amazing. Right. Like I had sex with my with my partner at the time and I didn't ejaculate intentionally. I did these practices and mm-hmm. then I went out and I went to the grocery store and I was like, oh my God, mm. this is what they're talking about. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It sounds like something definitely worth trying. Totally. And something that requires like a lot of uh, commitment beforehand and a lot of discipline. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I'm guessing it took you a lot of discipline. And I'm guessing throughout your journey with it, you uh blew your load a couple of times. Oh, totally. Right. As you're as you're as you're looking towards that. Maybe two or three. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something that takes practice. I mean, and this is why, you know, I teach what I teach now. Mm-hmm. I teach this mm-hmm. stuff because there weren't any good resources for it when I was younger. And I want to help guys realize like, hey, you can do this too in a much shorter amount of time than it took me. Right. You know, right, get right, right. this guide, get this free guide. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, there's tons of resources in the description of this episode. Cool. So that's the sex piece, the intentional building model, the proactive model. Just one quick note. If you're going to have sex with somebody and intentionally not ejaculate, the question comes up like, well, how do you know when sex is done? Mm. All genders ask this question if they're having sex with a man, because like sex is usually over when the man ejaculates, right? right? right. You know, Mm -hmm. so, Mm -hmm. so my favorite way to end sex with a partner, if I'm not ejaculating is to get into what's called a yab yam position. Mm -hmm. Basically like if you're the penetrating person, your partner is sitting on top of you. Mm -hmm facing each other with your legs wrapped around each other. I'll put a graphic on screen right now and you hold each other. You look into each other's eyes, heart to heart, and I'll take 10 to 15 or 20 breaths there, slow breaths Mm. together with the intention of integration, you know, Mm. either spoken to or understood with my partner. It's understood now because we've had sex so many times like this, Mm. but either spoken to or just happens. We do that and then we're good. We're good. During that, I'm squeezing my pelvic floor. Maybe afterwards, I'll like give myself a testicular massage or pelvic massage to help move that energy in that area. Hmm. But it brings closure to the experience for both of us. That's nice. It's it's nice to give sex uh, an intentionally heart opening close as opposed to the standard come and sleep. Yeah. You know? Totally. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. Cool. Coming and sleep is still great. Right. <laughs> the <laughs> it's thing just, is coming and sleeping, yeah. not trying to bash them. It's just doing that when like when you do that with intention mm-hmm. and not on autopilot, it becomes mm-hmm. so much better and so much mm-hmm. more pleasurable and connective for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
I think we covered some really good ground here. Yeah, I learned, so I learned a couple of things. There's two more things that I want to go into. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the question of, it's like, you know, conservation versus cultivation, mm-hmm. right? This is part of the whole semen retention or no fap thing, uh, sex transmutation, right? Okay. We have a certain amount of sexual energy. If I were to masturbate and ejaculate right now, I would feel like I have less charge, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not doing that. Here we are having this conversation. So technically right now I'm conserving my energy, right. or I'm conserving my arousal. I'm mm-hmm. conserving my wakefulness, my attention, my presence, et cetera, right? By not doing that thing. The other side of that coin is the cultivation. So like, I'm also not doing something right now that builds my arousal, mm-hmm. but I could later on and that would be the building. So I talked about, there's the sex, there's the uh, masturbation, there's the fantasy, there's the flirtation. Those are things that can build sexual energy. But the other side of that too, how to build sexual energy is just living a lifestyle of good health, mm-hmm. right? Like a lot of guys will think like, oh, if I just if I just have sex without ejaculating or if I just do semen retention or NoFap or whatever, then I'll, I'll have all the sexual energy. I'll feel great. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it works. Because like, meanwhile, they're eating shit food. They're not working out. They're not exercising. They're not having good community connections. Mm. And then they wonder why they're not feeling aroused. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. So I just like to put that in there because that piece is crucially, crucially important mm. as well. That builds sexual arousal over time. It's not the sort of thing where you go to the gym, you lift some weights and you mm-hmm. feel aroused. But if you do that for a couple of weeks, then your spontaneous arousal on the third week is, is going to be much stronger than if you hadn't done that. Mm. You know, mm. does that make sense? Totally. I, I think it's a, it's a long-term gain what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. And saying, Hey, what you eat and how you move, all that matters about your sex life. All that matters about your energy and pay attention to it. Because if you're doing these things in isolation it, and you're part of a connected system, it's not going to be as effective. Totally. Okay. So the last piece to close this out, is and this is potentially the most important piece of all of it is like how do you increase the size of your container for holding sexual energy and what do i mean by that mm. i mean that like people have different thresholds you know when i talked about having sex earlier I'll put this over here when i mentioned when I mentioned that my partner said, do you want to come now? And when I mentioned in my previous, like 10 years ago, that would have pushed me over the edge, right? I had a much smaller capacity, a much smaller container to hold sexual arousal at that point. Okay. So any sort of sexual stimulation like that, it would have pushed me over the edge. But I have since increased my capacity, or you could call it my container to hold more. Therefore, it's much more difficult to push me over the edge because mm. it's bigger. Like my reservoir is just larger, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, right. You've 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 learned to grow this capacity. Totally. And I'm guessing you're gonna give us a tip on how to grow this capacity. Yeah. <laughs> or that what how how does one start growing a capacity like this? Yeah. I mean, doing some of the practices I talked about here. Mm-hmm. I will say also learning how to masturbate for an extended period of time, minimum of 20 minutes at a time before you ejaculate, and even without ejaculating, mm-hmm. is one of the best ways you can do this. Okay. Because then your system 20 minutes is long enough that your system realizes after minute nine or 10 that ejaculation isn't the immediate goal. Mm. Then you can sort of relax into the experience a little bit more. Mm. And then if you edge, 
bring yourself to the edge and come back for some of that, you can start to build familiarity with the ejaculatory response and you can come back into this deeper, relaxed reservoir that over time will build your capacity. Mm. You know, okay. and I have a whole free ejaculation control guide that I definitely recommend checking out. It's in the description of this. It'll give you a bunch of tick, uh, ticks, tips, <laughs> probably not, <laughs> <laughs> no ticks, but tips and techniques to, to really optimize that. Um, but the, perhaps the most important one out of, all the things will circle back around to that question that you talked about a while ago is the why mm. coming up with a personal mission statement, a mission statement or a really clear vision for the life that you want or for the desires that you want to, to have come to fruition mm. and become clear on why you would want to transmute your sexual energy in the first place. Like mm. that is so profoundly important and will be impactful to this whole thing. Right. Like if you don't have that, what's your motivation going to be to not ejaculate to porn when you get that stimulus, mm. you know, you're not going to have that strong of a one, but if your life vision or your mission statement is something to the effect of like, I want to create the most amazing business I possibly can so that I can feel more alive and so that I can support my family and so that I can support my friends or do whatever it is mm. to have a better world. Like that is going to be my anchor. That's going to be my guiding light. And so it's going to become the metric that I can measure all my different decisions against when the stimulus comes up. Mm. You know, if, if I get the urge to look at dating apps, you know, I could, I could go on there and swipe for hours. I mean, those things are designed by the same people who designed social media to hook mm. us mm -hmm. and keep us there for a mm -hmm. long time. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's a form of sexual energy transmutation. No, I don't want to go on dating apps. I'm just going to, hmm. Oh yeah. Here are the things that are important to me in life. I'm mm. going to go work on this project because this creates the world that I want to see, mm. you know, mm -hmm. like that sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. So some questions to ask yourself, like what's really important to you? Right. What do you care about? You know, you don't have to answer this on the podcast, but that desire that you have, like, have you ever actually took, uh, took some time with it and journaled about it? Not in terms of that type of, I hadn't thought of to take like attraction and yeah. uh, in, in that way and aim it in this direction, but it's a super interesting concept to me. I'm, yeah. I'm like excited to play with it. Just to sit bit. with it and cultivate it mm -hmm. and, and become attuned to it and familiar with it and make friends with it mm. to the point of like, okay, this is what I want. Cool. I own that. That feels really sweet. Now, as I go forward in my life, everything I do is going to be oriented towards this. I'm not going to get distracted by all the bullshit that would take me away from doing this thing that's really important to me. Mm. That's what uh, taking a little time with the desires can help to do. Mm. Cool. How's that sound? Yeah, I think it's a good uh, it's a good Christmas gift for everyone. Uh, <laughs> you know, to take their desires and make their real uh, their dreams realities, and yeah. using using the energy inside of them, cultivating it, growing it, and then uh, using it to make. Uh, make them make happen what they want to happen. I think it's a beautiful offering. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing all this stuff. Yeah. Thanks mm -hmm. for the questions. Thanks for being here for the conversation. And I realized there's one other piece I want to just add at the end is like, what are all the different methods that you could use to transmute sexual energy? Like we talked about some of them here, but some of the other ones are dance, like playing music, going out and socializing, working out, going for a walk in nature, going mm -hmm. to just lay down in nature, mm -hmm. meditating. Mm. meditating on the desire itself internally can be a really profound thing to do. Like just mm. meditating on those sensations that you felt. Mm. If you took 20 minutes and just sat with those sensations and observed them, 
I'm not saying you should do this all the time, but for the sake of growth and experimentation, mm. over those 20 minutes, you would experience something pretty profound. Mm. You know, like those sensations would have expanded and integrated into your body mm. just through the practice of putting awareness on them over time. Mm. So I guess the biggest thing here is like you can do anything with intention after the moment of awareness and decision to transmute your energy. And that can be an act of transmutation mm-hmm. if it's done with intention. It's good food for thought. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you going to do tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I definitely am going to take out a journal. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Especially as we're, um, as we're approaching the start of a new year, I know that it's a great time to lock in your head the beginnings of things and ends of things people lock into a little more Mm -hmm. and to go oh what are my intentions this year and then maybe make a little list and say hey when i'm feeling those certain desires certain desires what can which desires would i like to transmute Mm -hmm. towards this direction thanks for the inspiration to start thinking of things in that way totally Mm -hmm. yeah thanks Mm -hmm. for your questions for sure and thank you for listening and watching on YouTube. If you have any questions about any of this stuff, please leave a comment on YouTube specifically. That's the best place for me. It's the easiest place to keep uh, the whole conversation in one point and I'll get back to you. I'm totally stoked about this conversation and this topic. And it was kind of an experiment to do this in podcast setup versus like me sharing a long personal story or something like that. But I think it worked out pretty well. And yeah, I feel stoked about it. So let me know if you have any questions and I'll see you next time. Thanks so much, John.